We are back and better we, than we ever. We are on the Jordan year. Yeah, man. The Jordan number. You we are. Be great with this episode. No pressure. Let, let us be great. Let us be great. Sorry for the high haters. High haters. Not high haters. There's an invisible H in it's there. High haters. High haters. <laughs> you said bye haters because you haven't been here. Exactly. Um, I just got back off of vacation. That was a long time. He but. looks so tan, y'all. It's crazy. I'm like, wow, you look like a black person. Um, <laughs> but we're not here to talk about just my vacation. We have a bunch to get to. This episode, by the way, is called The Catch-Up. And before we get to The Catch-Up, let's go to Hyper Good Nights. I'm going to start off the Hyper Good Nights with this story that just broke today. Um, I saw it on IG. Basically, in New Orleans, um, there is some disparity between blacks and whites when it comes to how much they get paid. And I mean, that's pretty much anywhere. But um, Facts. in New Orleans, the medium income among African-American households is a little over 25K. And with white households, it's about 64K. Now, when you take into account the whole country... Um, a wealthy black family would probably make around 140k, and a wealthy white family would make around almost a million 900k. So this one chef decided to create a pop-up shop in New Orleans, where he created Nigerian food, and for white people he would charge them thirty dollars for the meal, and for black people he would charge them twelve dollars. And after this social experiment, he found that 80% of white people opted to pay that higher price. And a good amount of black people actually opted to pay that price too because they felt bad about it. But I thought that this was a very interesting social experiment and I just wanted to know hyper good night to what he's doing. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Um, I, here is where I'm at with this. I'm going to hype night his efforts. Mm-hmm. We ain't been here in a while, so I get the hype night because that's what you love to do. Yeah, it's legit. I've got about a good 10 hype nights. It's it, it, When it calls for a hype night, you got to do a hype night. All right. I am I am hyped for the fact that somebody points out something that we all know to be a discrepancy in this country between income levels of minorities versus Caucasians. We, we know that that exists. And for somebody to actually actively pursue something whether it be a restaurant, uh, a clothing retail store, etc., it's great to see somebody try to open that door to say, okay, there should be some kind of a reparation. Yeah, because we I ain't got that. Jack Dilly squat of um, I, I, I appreciate the, the sentiment. However, where I am good nighting this mm-hmm. is, in reality, demographics and psychodemographics as well as just in general, your income level, it does have a little bit to do with race. However, ultimately, there are people in every race category that fit into different tax brackets. Now, majority of black people fit into one, which is unfortunate, but you can't just go willy nilly charging somebody who's rich X amount for something versus somebody who, like, this reminds me of the Dave Chappelle skit when Dave Chappelle in season three of the Chappelle show. It's like, oh, I just got this $50 million contract from Comedy Central. Everybody knows that he's got it. He goes into the barber shop, and then somebody's like, 
oh yeah, I just cut your hair. This haircut is now a thousand dollars. And you're like, what? <laughs> you could pay for it though. I mean, yeah, like, but. <laughs> you got it, my G. You got it. But the sign says 15. Like, why am I paying a th- like that's the thing I don't I don't I don't ever wanted to get there so like I said I like the sentiment but I'm gonna give this a hype night. I'm a hype night this as well. I love the sentiment. I love showing that you know the discrepancy between the pay wage between blacks and whites, women and men, whatever the case may be. Um, it's it's a big deal, and I think he should even go further with that and charge women less because we get paid less on the dollar. Um, black women Ooh. even less. How about black women just have a free meal? How about that? Um, Damn. The part where I get knighted is that he's in New Orleans, and New Orleans is known for Creole County, and I feel like it would be pretty hard. To figure out like who's actually like white white and who's actually like just light skin white. I don't know what the hell white white means. But I mean I like to... European white. Like okay, your ancestors maybe. came from Germany, somewhere in Europe. You know, you know where you came from, as opposed to a, a light skinned black person such as myself. Which of course, what? Okay, <laughs> yes, yes, it's clear that I'm black, but you know this is <laughs> this is where the brown paper bag test is is like in reverse, where you don't want to pass for white because <laughs> you want to get that twelve dollar meal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of mixtures of breeds, and I think it would be hard to determine who's white and who's black. So yeah, that would cause a lot of ruckus. So what's next? All right, next up on Hyper Good Night, we have Snapchat versus celebs. Now, for those of you who don't know, Snapchat has received a little bit of a stunt and growth due to some celebrities that have bashed the network, including Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner and our friend of the show, Rihanna. And I'm saying a friend of the show because eventually we will interview her. I'm telling you, it's manifest destiny. That's going to happen. That's what's up. So let, let me get to what Kylie Jenner had actually said specifically. Kylie Jenner came out on her Twitter account, which is even funnier, to use another platform to talk about uh, something else. She comes out and says, so does anyone else not open Snapchat anymore or is it just me? Uh, that's so sad. She followed up another tweet claiming that she still loves the platform, but by the next day, Snapchat stock had plummeted below the company's $17 IPO price. That's huge. If a celebrity can say something, and then it affects your overall stock value. Whew. Then the Rihanna situation with this. Uh, as you know, Snapchat posts from several different brands. And they, they allow a lot of advertisements to go on there. There was a specific ad that said, would you rather? Um, and it was brought and sponsored by, I believe it was... One one random brand and I don't know who it was, uh, let me look but I know the I know the the guiding principle of it was would you rather sla- oh would you rather is the advertiser sorry but would you rather slap Rihanna or punch Chris Brown as an ad and they allowed that ad to run and Rihanna was like mm mm this is absolutely not okay 
and she bashed them as well. And indirectly, that starts a boycott within the Rihanna Army, Navy, whatever you want to call her. It's a Navy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Avia, hyper good night to celebs versus Snapchat. Uh, if I'm going to hype anything, I'm going to hype the, ce- the celebs being against Snapchat because at this point, I was an avid Snapchat user and after they changed it to shit where all of a sudden in your Discover page, you are now following people that you never even heard of before, but I guess are popular to other people in the world. <laughs> um, it's just, it's, it's not user friendly. Like Snapchat was already a learning curve for me anyway and for a lot of other people. So why, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So I'm already, I already have a thing against Snapchat right now. Well, so if Kylie Jenner says something about, do people still use this? I mean, the girl was, she was pregnant for nine months and she wasn't trying to show herself because she wanted to act like she wasn't pregnant. So of course, Snapchat is not gonna be a popular thing for her anyways, cause now she has a child on hand you know um and the thing with rihanna yeah that was done in bad taste and i feel like it should have went through some people before it even got to that point and it didn't and you know yeah because of that you're gonna lose you're gonna lose followers you're gonna lose people that that love snapchat so dearly and now we're on ig stories and that you didn't want that to happen snapchat now did you but that's what's happening i'm using ig stories now more than i ever have before and that's what other people are doing. And whether it be the influence of Snapchat changing itself or your favorite star, you know, disowning it, you know, you reap what you sow. So good night to Snapchat and um, hype to the stars. I I appreciate this. And, and here's why I'm going to hype this. I, I feel like if you create a platform that you, I, I want to say... It's supposed to be some kind of a glimmer into somebody's life because that's the whole the whole thing behind it. It's supposed to show you things within people's lives that you would never be able to see before. I I've, I actually made the statement before. Snapchat is a reason why you would never need there to be another MTV Cribs. There's no reason for it. at the point that you have something like a Snapchat, everybody can see exactly what's happening to you at any given time. And then we have somebody like DJ Khaled using the way using it the way that he uses it. You see all of their stuff. Um, but when you're reliant that much on celebrities to be a kind of a, a platform advocate or influencer to push and move your uh, your software, I just it's not a sustainable model. Like Facebook never needed a celebrity. Instagram never needed the a celebrity. people run Facebook, not celebrities. Right. Like, yeah. Facebook's core thing was getting college students involved and invested in it. So, college campuses and people and the students on those campuses are the reason why Facebook blew up. Instagram came around and was like, people who had iPhones that wanted to, like, share photos with one another. It was a platform for them that was very cheeky and it was unique. And they were like, oh, this is something for us. And it created a uniform community. And then it exploded to other devices and then it changed everything. So I, I don't feel bad for them. I'm like, okay, this is this is where you either make or break your platform. You gotta figure shit out real quick. Don't buy don't bite the dance damn damn damn. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. And I feel like that's what Snapchat has done. And for people that really, really loved it, like myself, it's like we're good. 
never again. Never. And now Snapchat has lost two more people because I said that. Because you know I have such influence. <laughs> I have no words. I don't want to comment. So what's, on what's the next thing? Let's talk about this uh, DJ Envy thing. This. Oh man. So this next thing that we're gonna bring up is something right now that as of today happened when Jesus and Mero. If you guys don't know who Jesus and Mero are, they used to be uh, Twitter personalities. They commented on a lot of stuff that was happening on Twitter. They turned that into a podcast, which is called The Bodega Boys. And from there, they translated to their own show on Complex. And from Complex, they went to Vice. Now they're on TV for Vice. And they they literally have a talk show. And what they do is they do uh, reaction videos and essentially they give their reactions to anything that happens that is trending. And then from there, they interview celebs, uh, political figures, etc. It's good. They're funny guys. They're from the Bronx. Uh, they're just interesting guys. Um, however, they are cool with uh, a few Breakfast Club members. And what they do on their show, as I was saying, they do reaction videos. They did a reaction video based on DJ Envy and his wife going on these talk shows. They did like DJ Envy and his wife did a full talk show role run. I think they went on probably two or three talk shows. They went on The Real and they went on some other stuff. And specifically, Jesus and Meryl did their reaction video on The Real. And what they said, and specifically Jesus, what he said rubbed DJ Envy the wrong way. It was something in reference to his wife. Now, whenever whenever there's something in reference to any guy's wife, there can be some level of uh, tension. But he didn't say anything that he wouldn't say about anybody else, and he said it in a joking manner. Let me bring up what was said. I think this is, this is going to be crucial for people to hear. Okay. All right, let's start with this. You, you owe my wife an apology. We owe your wife an apology? What do we do? When you insinuated that she was for the check on your show. Yes, she did. Uh, when you said she was there for the check. That's what you said exactly. I heard it. And so you I feel... clip right now. Yeah, you hold right, on. Let's, 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 let's hear the clip. Let's hear the clip. Let's hear the clip. Hold on, you. We have the clip on that? me since 15. All right, let's hear the clip. Hold on, I'm talking. Since 15, before I had a dollar. She okay. was making more money than me. So to insinuate that she was there for a check or she's good with Envy's check is a, is a disrespect to me. Okay, can I hear the clip? You said you don't remember what you, he does drink Bex for breakfast. Said, no, he said, know it. no, we do four shows a week. Yeah, yeah. You said it on it. You said it on it. All right, hold on. Well, let's hear it. Like I was Rashawn at home, but in the streets I was DJ Envy. Mm -hmm. So it was two different people. And I didn't know DJ Envy. Right. And Got it was it was a situation. Well, you know them DJ Envy checks though. What? You know them DJ Envy checks though. That's a little disrespectful, brother. That was a joke, Envy. I don't for real. Joke when you talk about my wife. All right, uh, I apologize. Uh, you see what I'm saying? You can talk about me all day. You can make jokes to me, but when it comes about my wife and my family. It's a little disrespectful. Envy would never do another joke about you. You should know that. Because you I got kids with a wife. I feel you. I feel you. I hear that. But you know what I'm saying? At the end but, of the day. there is no but. Though there has to be. There, there, there is no but when it comes to wife and kids. There is no but. But look. You can talk about me all you want. Make fun of me all you want. But when it's wife and kids, there is no but. Look at my Instagram comments. It's full of like, yo. I don't look at your comments. I don't look at your shit. I don't talk about my wife and my kids. You can play with that. I don't play with that. I don't play with that neither, but at the end of the day. It was respecting it. You should know that immediately. You thought you really thought that was a disrespectful. Yes, it was disrespectful. Yes, yeah. When my, when my wife heard it, she thought it was disrespectful too. Really? Absolutely disrespectful. 
Okay, I'm sorry. I thought we was cool. I thought we was cool. I thought that. I thought it was like a jokey joke. I apologize. It's a jokey thing when you joke about me. All right. You could joke about me. I did not know that. I did not know that. We have never had this conversation where you were like, your boundaries is here. Don't do this. Don't do this. We're having the conversation right now. You're telling me. And now I understand. You're telling us do not joke. You will not hear no more jokes about your family, about your kids, about you or nothing. I talk about Charlamagne. I talk about child. I talk about you. But I'll never bring it to your wife and kids regardless. Okay, cool. You've established that. We understand. We're Claro. Boom. Everything good? Everything's good. Sure y'all need five minutes New York style? You know what I'm saying? I mean, we can go. I mean, I, I, mean, I, got, my, I, got, the, I got my space on. You know what I'm saying? Nah, my we, 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 we good. Okay. So that was, a, uh, that was the clip from the Breakfast Club interview. And so, Avia, I want to I wanna let you lead with this one. Oh, okay. I would love to hear you talk about it. Hyper good night to the DJ MV reaction to Deza Samara. Listen, um, me and DJ Envy, we're like maybe five shades away from being the same skin tone, right? I hate you. Uh, I literally hate um, you. Charlemagne, what's he call us? Some off waffle, waffle color. color? Yeah, I'm like, a, I'm like, I'm like the waffle after it popped out the toaster, oh and he's God. like the waffle before you put it in. And he was just acting real, real waffle on level 100,000 trillion with this. Um, DJ Envy <laughs> has said many stupid things about many people throughout his run on Breakfast Club. But now when somebody says something about him, it's off limits. I'm sorry, but this case reminds me of the whole Michael Blackson, Kevin Hart thing when Kevin got offended. And it's like... We're in this industry together. We know what it's about. We know it's just jokes. So why are you all of a sudden getting offended now that it's on you? Because you do this to people all the time. He's not even the same. Though. This is something that someone said on Twitter, and I thought this was pretty interesting. Ooh, DJ MB, such a family man defending and honoring the wife he cheated on. I think that's pretty interesting. I think that's pretty interesting. You've been with your wife for over 18 years. You cheated on her a few times. One time we know about with Erica Mena. And 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 you get mad at someone else for doing a little blip of a disrespectful thing, but nothing on the magnitude of what you did to her. But you're mad at somebody else. I think what DJ Envy is really mad at is that the whole conversation was revolving the whole snapchat message that he had with someone about playing with his booty hole and using a toy and it, you know it, it, it has something against his masculinity and i think that his wife was probably upset when she heard that clip but at, at the end of the day bro like you walked off of your interview in the middle of the interview you were not okay and he was acting this is what they call it the beige rage is what he had <laughs> He literally had beige rage. And it's like, bruh, you do this with people all the time. And now when it affects you, it's it's on a whole different level. And I don't even think that what they did was that bad, honestly. But then again, I'm not married. I don't have kids. I also don't have a wife that I cheated on either. So I don't have any idea how he feels. All right. From the from my perspective, I'm hyped night in this. Uh, Damn, you just on a hype night yeah, spree. You man. used to hate it, now you're yeah, just using man. it. I, I have to. Uh, so, in the in the hype part of this, I'm hyped that DJ Envy would stand up for his wife because, especially if they have that conversation at home that he alluded to, and her saying, "I feel like that's disrespect." 
I don't know one single guy that is married, especially amongst my friends, and I've had this conversation with my friends, that wouldn't address another guy that they felt like was disrespecting their wife or said something that was disrespectful about their wife. Uh, albeit in a joking manner. They would check the dude. That's just how that would happen. I don't care whether it would be on TV, off TV, whatever. You would get checked. So I understand exactly where Envy is coming from there. I can't knock him for that. I really can't. I, as a man, there's certain things where you just got to go, well, you 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 got to catch this fade or we got to have this conversation. Like, it is what it is. So then the, the good night on this for me, uh, I... He really isn't about that energy because Meryl made it very clear. He put it on the table like, yo, you, you mean, if you really want to go outside and we catch a fade, let's go do that. Like, that's cool. He basically put that on the table. That's what he said at the very end of that clip. And if you guys didn't hear the end of that clip, he basically was like, okay, we can go outside if that's what you really want to do. And he wanted to fight, but he knows that he doesn't know how, so that's why he walked away. And so... <laughs> If you if you really was about that life, then go go that route. But I also know Envy knows that's not that's not the smart thing to do. Um, I will say this: the other part of the good night for me on it is, I mean, just you can't have these interviews with your wife in public, and you're doing it on these forums that are chatty patty forums like the real and etc. Because these are gossip forums, and not expect people to talk and or react to you and your wife's situation. That's not real life. Envy was the one who brought his wife's situation on the Breakfast Club and confessed about what's been going on. So at the point where you're putting your own business out there, you can't expect people to go mute on it just because it's personal to you. You are on the number one most chatty, patty radio show in America and you're mad because someone said a little blip about you and you say blips about people and stupid but ignorant but, things about but people I'm, I'm, all the time. I, I can justify him saying, I get it. You talk all the shit you want about me, just don't say stuff about my wife. I think that the way he went about it was sucker because that was a typical New York, like, I can't tell you how many times I've been on the he train. He grandstanded. it. He grandstanded. Yeah, yeah. There's, that was a typical, like, someone has apologized. They have acknowledged that they, they have affected you in a certain way. They have profusely apologized and, and really understand the, the level of how much this is affecting you. And you still go on and on and on. No, it's not cool. No, 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 no. And it's just like you have so much to get off your chest. It was very Birdman-esque. Like, it's like, bruh, this is over. Like, everything's cool now. Are you good? Because you keep going on and on. And I think at that point, that conversation should have been had off the air. Because... Yeah, and off the air, I need you to reciprocate that same energy, my guy. Exactly. But off the air, you out the studio because you don't know how to get your emotions out because you just mad. Right. Like, I have no problem with, with him standing up for his wife. But the way he went about it was just is too showboaty. And I'm like, Envy, just shut up. All right, Avia, here comes, you know, my favorite segment. It is Black Car Revolt. All right. I've been waiting a long time for this one. This Man, is probably it's been a while. Be, this is probably going to be my most progressive, like, Black Car Revolt. Um, so, Black Car Revolt, you guys, is the segment where we basically talk about things that would make us stereotypically not black. Yep. And this week for my Black Car Revolt... One of the things I'm trying to do to make myself a better person would probably fall out of line in, into what black people typically are known to do. And that is to be late. 
So one of the things that <laughs> what's wrong with your face? So for my black card revoked, I am being on time. And when I say I'm being on time for everything, and I'm putting extra effort into being on time, very prompt. Why are you looking at me like that? Continue. I'm trying to see where you're going with this. That's where I'm going with it. That's my black card revoked. Black people are not on time as a whole. We're just not. There are a few people that are just on point when it comes to just showing up and being on time or being early. But like CP time is not CP time for nothing. Why are you looking like that? Um... So I am making extra efforts to be on time. And I hope that all my friends, and you guys all know who you are, would do the same because it just looks bad. It looks bad, not even when it's for important things or work or anything that that matters, but just like being respectful of other people's time. I don't think that a lot of people have that that gene. And um, look, I was born late. I was supposed to be born on the 22nd. I was born on the 30th. I think think that kind of... I think that kind of set me up yeah, for failure I, in life where I, I actually have to make an extra effort to be on time to things. And so I've been known to be late to things, you know, growing up and everything like that. But I I realize how much I value time and how much I respect other people's time as well as my own. And I just hope that other people just start doing the same. For real. You, like CP time is not cool. But I've never had a, a big, I've never had it like lately in the last few years, I haven't had a big issue with it, but I know people that do, and they glow. Because you light skin, right? I'm 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 waffle waffle color, rage beige color. Right. But um, but I know people who kind of glorify like being late. Like it's just funny because it's it's a cultural thing for us, and it's like it's not funny. It's just it, it's a disrespect of time. I don't know what those faces were about. But I was hoping maybe you would explain because absolutely they not. can't. What you mean? Absolutely not. I feel like this is some a shot at somebody. Somebody's no, shot. it's not a shot at anybody. Okay. I just then, I just think that I just think that as a whole, like black people, we expect things to start late. We expect things to be late because we're late. You know what I'm saying? Like if we go to church, it's like oh they're never gonna start on time. Or if we do some other black events, like oh well it's a black event, they're not gonna start on time. And it's just like if we all take a stand and actually actively proactively i should say just try and have respect for time we can get so much done okay all right that's it yep that's disappointing yep all right <laughs> let's horrible let's get to this catch up me and avia haven't been around each other so in so long and what we wanted and it's to do is fault. Yeah. Yeah. What we wanted to do is give you guys insight into like what's been happening with us, a few stories that we we, we both want to just share in general. So instead of us actually doing an official like us getting on the phone and just being like, yo, what's been going on with you? We just decided let's let's set up the record and talk about Catch this. Catch up on air. So basically right. this is gonna be like a regular conversation that we would normally have. Right. I have no idea what he's about to tell me right now, which exactly. I usually don't, but it could be it could be <laughs> anything at this point. It's it's free will at this point. Right. Um 
So we're going to do an exchange of stories. Everything's going to be within the 10-minute time span. We're yep, and I'm, it down. I'm timing it. We're actually timing this because, you know, yep. we both know how to drag on a story. Right. Um, Lawrence is going to go. I'm going to go. We're just going to alternate. Right. So let, let me, I'm, I'm, I get to start. I feel good about this. Hold on. Let me, okay. let me get this timer All going. Right. All right. I'm good. I'm good. All right. So my first story, as you know, as I stated before, I just got back from Spain. Only been in town for like the past, what, three days or so. Uh, got off the plane jet lag because that's life because it's like they're six hours ahead of us. But let me get to one of the stories from Spain. And I'll probably end up sharing two stories from that trip. But this will be the Ten first minutes. one. I got you. <laughs> I got you. So, okay. Here, here is one of our, my stories. One of the nights while we are in Spain, because I'm with a group, I am of the mindset that not only am I tired, but I literally need to get back because I just I just need to rejuvenate. To right. I need to rejuvenate. But me getting back, I don't have my phone. Uh, my phone doesn't have a SIM that actually works over there. So... I don't have internet access, no nothing. I'm only on 16% left battery. So I'm like, man, can Losing I still... Life, bro. Right. Can I still like listen to my music? Can I still do this on the way back? And I'm using their trans- transit system, which is all in Espanol because we in Spain. In <laughs> Espanol. You know? All right. So I get on the train. I leave everybody. I'm like, don't worry. I'll figure out how to get back. All good. No, no nothing. I'm like, I got this. So, because the train systems are always easy no matter where you at. So, I get on a train. The ride's going smooth and listen to my shit. I know that I only got that like 15, 16% left. I get off of the train at the, the proper stop. It takes me like around 17, 18 minutes. I'm like, whatever. I get off at the stop. Now, I'm looking up. I'm just looking up, getting like off the train. Tourist. Right. No, I'm looking up, getting off the train, looking to which exit I should go to. And so the minute I come out of the doors, which you have to press a button to actually go out of their doors, which is not like ours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The doors open automatically. You got to press the button. I press the button, not looking down, and I stumble over another human what? who happened to be a little person. Like a, a Don't you say a it. Child? No. Oh, like a midget? Why did I just said don't just say it? You confirm. still said it. Little person. Little person. Midget is derogatory. I'm just making sure I'm not calling them that. I'm just saying like a. I said just to make sure we're talking about the same thing. So, <laughs> like, come on, get over it. Sorry. I I run over <laughs> this little person by mistake because I didn't. I was looking Damn. up and he he's short. There's no nice oh, way to really? say it. But there's no nice wow, way for me to say there. that. There's no nice way for me to say that. So I trip over him and he falls, like <laughs> dramatically falls too. <laughs> like, like his arms go in the air. And I'm like, oh no. I fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> in Spanish. Como se dice? <laughs> no, he falls. Mira! <laughs> so, so he falls, arms flailing. And I'm like, oh no. You should have fell too to make it dramatic. So I go to try to like grab his hand to pick him up, like try to lift him up. He swats at my hand and goes, no. I'm like. Oh. No is universal. In any right, language. right. I was like. You oh. knew what that was. See. You should have ran. Like I was like, okay, see, okay. Like, see. Right? <laughs> like, like I didn't know. I was like, okay. So me and him 
ends up walking towards the same way. He's frustrated, and I'm like, I don't know what else to say because I don't speak Spanish, mm-hmm. so I can't. Lo siento, papi. That's I'm sorry. I got I got nothing. I got nothing else that I oh, can say. You didn't come equipped with the right right. I didn't. And stuff. You I didn't know how to order food and I go right and left. So so I I go <laughs> I go up I go up the stairs and uh, he he's following and it's it's kind of raining outside at this point. It's not like a crazy rain, but it's just enough of a drizzle. It's like a summer rain, Carl Thomas. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, actually. <laughs> so we both get up there and. He is just frustrated. Like, I'm going one way. Can you and, imagine how much this happens to him on a daily basis? And I know that he says something to me derogatory in Spanish, but I don't know what it is. No, oh. no, it wasn't a swear word because I know those words. But I know he says oh, something. Oh, you know that. You don't know how to thinks, say sorry, though. But he <laughs> thinks that I am Did walking the same way that he is. And he just starts, yeah, like he starts yelling. I'm like, my guy, like, I have to go this way. Like, I don't, I don't know what you want from me. Like, so I'm like, whatever. So he thinks you're trying to follow him. Yeah, I'm like, harass him. my guy, I'm not oh, trying to follow you. Poor dude. Because he's small, so he, he's going to be on defense even more. Like, what is he trying to do to me? Like, whatever he does, he's going to succeed because I'm two feet. No, so he stops, stops walking, just lets me walk ahead. Yeah, because he like, wants to make sure you're not following him. Which is petty. He doesn't know. No, fuck that. If petty. I was two feet tall, I'd be on edge too. <laughs> I'll be like, shoot, everyone's trying to get me. Like, I just need to watch out for myself. Go ahead, bruh. All right. I still got five more minutes left in my story. So let wow. me. I, oh, man, I only got five minutes left to tell the rest of my story. Oh, okay. Let me stop. All right. So I, I end up getting home. I'm hungry. And so I know that there's other things I need to do. I have to talk to Airbnb because Airbnb fucked us, which didn't help anything. Meaning we had a Airbnb that had pretty much only cold water showers in one of the showers so we had two different bathrooms and so when you go to take a shower like and you you got cold water that just can't happen on top of the fact when we got there this is something that airbnb normally doesn't tell you they don't tell you that there can be a tax fee in said country just for like a it's like a cabin tax you're like wait what we getting taxed again for some stuff i already paid for back there and it's normally in like fine print and they'll give you like 12 paragraphs and shit that you wouldn't read. How much is the tax? It was like an additional $61. Mm. You like, wait, what? I got to pay an additional 61 after dropping X amount? So that shit's wild. So I'm trying to get Airbnb like, yo, figure this shit out. Why am I paying extra money for some shit that I didn't know I needed to pay for? That doesn't make sense. So I had a conversation with them. Mind you, I'm still tired of shit. So I'm trying to like knock this shit out and I'm like, oh, but I still need to eat. So I decide I'm going to go around the corner to the Chinese spot because I know they got you chicken. You the Chinese spot in Spain. Absolutely. I already know. I already know. What we, I already know what I can get. Okay. I can get their chicken fried rice, which they're using grilled chicken and they're using, <clears throat> it's just really chicken and rice because they don't even really put vegetables. You got to ask for vegetables. The problem is the, no the, chicken and broccoli? the day or two before when uh, the, the people that I'm with actually went to said place to get stuff, mm-hmm. they couldn't really order from them because the people only spoke in Spanish. So they're trying to say, hey, uh, pollo fried rice, basically. And the people, people aren't getting it. They it's can, like they know what pollo is, though. So at least they get that. But they don't know what what, what you want with it. 
So what they did, what the Chinese restaurant did, they went to Kinko's, printed out English versions of it, and you'd have to point, and it would be the same thing in the other version. They did that specifically for us. That's what's up. But then I came in there. I go in there to order chicken fried rice. Mm -hmm. I point to chicken fried, not knowing that they're going to bring me fried goddamn chicken. Not chicken fried rice, but fried goddamn oh, chicken. That's racist. So they bring out. They said, "Oh, he's black. We wait, need to fry this chicken up real quick." Wait a second. <laughs> they bring me. They bring me the food. I'm like, "Oh, do you have soy sauce?" And I, I look in there. There's an aluminum foil. There's all this fried chicken in aluminum foil. So it's just chicken, nothing yes. else. Yes. I look. I open it up. I'm like, "Yo, what? What the fuck is this?" They're like, "Well, you order, you order fried chicken." So I'm like, "Uh, nah, I want it." Chicken fried rice. Like, okay, this is because I'm Negro, huh? So he said, <laughs> he, pour, he opens up. I'm not making this up either. He opens up the menu, points to the chicken fried on the thing and goes, you. <laughs> He's basically saying black people eat fried chicken. No, very fast. <laughs> he says, you. And then from saying you, he says, you like fried chicken. <laughs> I told you. Like, I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm like, fam. Racist. If we were in America, like this would be mad prejudice. Like I'd be like, you are dude. Like, right. You are prejudging heavy, fam. But I know he doesn't mean yeah, it that way. But still, I would have probably messed with him. I know he doesn't mean it that way. But in his mind, he's like, you like fried chicken. I know you like fried chicken. <laughs> I'm like, no. I'm like, I don't want that. That's not what I'm ordering. He's like, but you, you like fried chicken. I'm like, fam, no. No. You didn't know know how to say I don't want? Uh, I literally said no. I'm like, that was what I'm saying. I'm saying no. So. You're like, you don't eat fried chicken, do you? No, I don't eat fried chicken at all. You don't eat fried anything. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So then here's where they go. He goes to get his manager. His manager comes over and goes, okay, so you want it? He's like, "We'll, we'll fix it, basically. But then. He says, the manager says to me, this shit had me floored. He was just like, just know we don't speak English. But you said that in English. Right. I'm like, fam, what? I'm like, poor K, no. <laughs> he's like, he's like, we, we don't speak English. I'm like, oh, you just said that in English. No, right. All right. But he needs you to understand that. So that's the only way you would understand that. So that's the only English he learned is to tell you that he doesn't speak it. Right. That's pretty smart. <laughs> so, because that's I, like saying no habla espanol. They are pretty much. so frustrated with me, though. It was like they were already frustrated with the with with the people that I went with, and they had ordered this stuff before. So this was another level of frustrating. They're like, they need some damn can pictures. Can y'all just not come here? Was basically the sentiment. Yeah, I'm like, don't worry. This is my last night. <laughs> I'm like, don't even worry about it. We good. We gooch. You didn't gotta worry about. So what'd you get? I got I got chicken fried rice, but how? they didn't have no vegetables. It was but just how'd you tell fried him, chicken, like, egg, and rice. You chose uh, rice. Got, oh. I pointed to what somebody else had. How do you not have vegetables at a Chinese spot? You they know, well, they do have it, but you gotta you gotta force the issue. I'd be like, yo, you have to add vegetables to this. Yeah. What? That doesn't even seem right. I would have gone to like a Spanish spot. We did. We well. Where we were staying at, there wasn't very many places that you would. Oh, you were in the cut. 
Yeah, we were the we, boondockaroos. We were in the tell hood. Tell people where no, we were. We were in the hood. Oh, in Barcelona. So, okay. Cause I mean, there's all these different parts of Spain. Someone would probably just assume you were in Madrid. But yeah, um, everything from the little person to me not being able to get chicken. And then me arguing with Airbnb to get that. And then, man, my last... Oh, I was stressed out, man, that last night. I I was done. I was Was that over. the end of the trip? Yeah, that was the last day. I, oh, I was good. done. I was done. So you ended on a high note. That's good. That was a bad note. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you you give me your note. Your alarm didn't go off. Yeah, we, we good. I'm surprised that you fit that on 10 minutes. Go for All it. right, so I already know that this is gonna take less than ten minutes. I have, uh, I have two-ish subway stories, very short. One story is that um, I got off the train at one thirty-fifth in Harlem, and um, it just, just putrid. I don't use that word. Oof. It was a. I already know. I already it, know what you get with that. Hit my nose like I like. It I slapped got, your nostril. I got knocked. Out. Like I got, I, got, I was got knocked out back into the train that I was getting off of. Shut up. So as soon as I put one foot on the platform, I'm like, oh my god, where's the bum? Because I'm like, there's a bum around, you know, and it's it's like a heavy scented bum, but I just don't know where he is. I'm trying to avoid that. But it seemed like the closer or the more I was walking to get out, the closer I was getting to the smell. And so somebody started screaming. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a rat. You know, like there's all these things I'm thinking of. And so I look and as I'm turning to like walk up the stairs, there's a pile of number two, like human feces. Like when I say pile, I mean like a Where was this a at? Spiral. Where was this at? This was 135th Street in the corner. So like oh. right when you get down the stairs... If you're going uptown. No, I can't tell my story. I'm it so was, mad. What? I can't tell my story oh, now. Oh, this is one of your stories? Oh, man. <laughs> it's very no. similar. Oh, it's very similar. I'm sorry. You ruined it. I, I didn't know. Damn. Okay, continue. You can tell your story. I'm not going to tell it now. Because it's yours. Listen, this was a spiral. You see this phone cord? You know how your 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 phone charger cord spirals up? That's how the poop looked. Oh, I, So. Oh. I was like, oh my gosh, and I ran, right? Because <laughs> I saw it and I was like, my thing is, I never want to see poop that's not mine. Ever. Unless it's Nobody. a baby. What about a dog? Are you good with that? That's fine. But I don't want to see the dog pooping. Oh. I hate watching a dog poop. It's like so, it makes me I feel like it depends on the dog. Because if it's a small no, dog, it's not that bad. it makes bad. me uncomfortable because the way that dogs poop is like the way that a human poops when they're constipated. <laughs> like they focus. They're like staring off into space and they're focusing and it's like it just makes me feel weird like I'm intruding on their <laughs> non-privacy. And so I saw the spiral of number two. I ran up the stairs. And you know, I'm the type of person that thinks about things. So I was like, oh my gosh, someone had to sit there and squat and really like let it out for it to look the way that it did. And then Clearly, it must have been fresh because it was just like right as soon as I got off the train, it hit me. It was just like smack dab in my face. So then I was just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe someone has to actually pick that up like a worker. Like, how long is that going to be there? Like, all these things were just going through my head as I was walking home. I was just very disturbed. I was very disturbed. It just threw me off. Right. And I've seen 
number two is what I call it on the train before. That which is, is crazy. This is disgusting. Yeah, but it's it's okay, guys. If you don't live Ugh. in New York, this is not like a, a common thing. It's like one of those. I've been living in New York for ten years, and I've seen fecal matter twice. Right. And this is the second time. Right. Okay, so that's one story. The second subway story that I have is I was waiting on the Canal Street platform, uh, waiting for my train to go home from work. And all of a sudden, like a train's coming, all of a sudden, I'm just gazing out into the tracks because I'm listening to my music. This guy out of nowhere, it was almost like get out, like when the guy is running in the backyard and like turns sharply, this guy out of nowhere jumps up from the tracks right in front of me onto the platform. How, what? Yes, it was like a movie. I was like, oh my gosh! <laughs> I got freaked out. Because <laughs> it happened so fast. How is that possible? He was in the you tracks. You jump. You know, jumping. He was in the tracks and he leaped up onto the platform Obvious. in front of me. Do you know how, how, okay, do you know how high the tracks are from there? No, that? he propped it's, himself up. Oh, he, okay. He like jumped and leaped up and he was standing right in front of me. Got it. And so I was like not anywhere near the edge, but he like came out of nowhere. In my mind, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Right. And he's standing right in front of me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is he about to do to me? And then he starts running, kind of like get out. But he runs the opposite direction. And so, you know, like I said, the train was coming. So the train obviously saw that there was something crossing the tracks. And so they're slowing down because they're like, they don't want to hit anybody. And if it's a suicide attempt, they don't want to be a part of it. Right. So they're slowing down. The guy runs to the end of the platform where there's no exit. The train slows down and then it doesn't open the doors because they don't want to let him on the train. That's that's my take of it cuz I think right. they saw him running. Right. And so he they finally open the doors and he like runs back. He gets on the train and they don't close the doors. And then I don't know, something happens where he runs out again and he runs towards the other end of the platform that has the exit. It was so weird. It Co- was cocaine is a problem. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen something like that where someone comes up from the track. How many? How much time do I have? Cocaine is a powerful drug. You have four minutes. Okay, so I've never seen someone like pop up from the tracks like that and jump in my face. The last story, and this all happened last week, which is crazy. Um, the, the last story is I was on the train. And I'm very particular about who I give my seat to. Like, I won't always give my seat up, especially if there's a man around. Because I, I believe that, you know, at first, maybe a man should try to offer. And then if I see that the man's not Well, offering, I believe in equal rights, so you get a seat if you get a seat. Well, okay. Well, a lot of men <laughs> feel that way, which is why they don't get up. So <laughs> I saw an older woman. Yeah. And she had some bags. Preach. And sometimes I feel weird. Like, I don't want someone to feel like I think they're old, so I'm offering them a seat. <laughs> but, but you do think they're old. Right. But most of the times okay with it so i saw this older woman there was this guy sitting next to me he was like looking down his phone playing some game i've never seen in my life and um so i'm like you know what i feel bad like i really want to sit down but she deserves a seat more than me like i don't know so i tapped her and i was like would you like a seat and she turns around and she just starts beaming and she's like oh no it's okay and she was like you were so sweet thank you so much Immediately after she says that and she turns back around, the guy next to me who's playing the game on his phone looks at me and he looks so, he felt so bad, you could tell, that I was the one to offer her the seat and not him. Because then he says to me, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. To me, not to the woman. 
He apologizes to me for not being the one to offer the lady a seat. But the lady had told me that she was getting off at the next stop. So she wasn't sitting down anyway, you know, whether he got up or not. So I guess he had heard the exchange that me and her had. And he looks directly at me right after. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. You know, like, you know, you shouldn't have had to do that. I'm like, um, no, it's cool. It's cool. But I've never had someone like look at me like they should be apologizing to me because I did something that they probably felt like they should have done. And it just threw me all the way off. I was like, whoa, that's weird. Like, shouldn't you apologize to the lady because she's the one who you should have offered the seat to? And, like, it was just an odd-ass situation. I don't know what's going on on the trains last week. I have something that I want to connect to that, and this is going to cut into my own time right now. Go ahead. Because this, this is a perfect segue into my similar Your fecal story my similar stories okay. on the train wow uh i didn't ex- was this the train in new york or yeah this is new york oh, shoot. so everybody was having the shits last week huh so no <laughs> no 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 one one of my stories has something to do with me being on my way to brooklyn um which you know living in harlem going to brooklyn is a trot just to be honest so for y'all who live away from here or have never been in new york I mean, you going to Brooklyn It's an hour or it 45 is, minutes minimum. Right. Before you even get to the part of Brooklyn you're trying to get to. Man. That's the enter Brooklyn. <laughs> 45 minutes on a good day, an hour to two hours and up if the trains are acting a fool. Okay. So knowing that you have a full hour to go. And as of lately, specifically the last few years, I have back issues. Specifically, my hip flexor is an issue, and it pulls on my back. So, I have back issues. So, when I can sit down, I sit down. Period. Okay. No shame. I take a seat when enough people have gotten up. I take a seat. There is a guy next to me who is knocked out. When I say knocked out, I mean head leaned, sitting against the rail, does not have a snore in him. He was probably dead. Right. Okay. Very good. (laughs) Typical New York story. Right. All right, so he's knocked out. Um, there is two women who are sitting uh, a seat in between me because there is an open seat next to me, and then there's two women. They're sitting down, and then there's somebody else sitting down next to them. But the rest of the thing is crowded, right? I get, I just happened to get a seat. I walked up. So I you was sit happy. next to the women, next to the knocked out person. I'm sitting directly next to the knocked out guy. Okay. There's a seat, seat that's open separating. to the right of me. And then there is, and further to the right of me are those two women. Mm -hmm. So, okay. These, I want to say five or six Hispanic people get on as a unit. You know, you could tell that there is a grandmother, there is a mother, there is uh, (laughs) is a, that's not happening. So (laughs) there is two or three children. And the children are like 18, 19, 20, that kind of thing. So uh, the grandmother is just, I don't know what she's doing. Because to be frank, I don't notice them until after two stops. Because I'm looking down, listening to music, playing a game. That's it. I don't even notice that they exist. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, I don't really give a fuck. Like I'm on my way. I'm on my way somewhere else. I'm sitting down. I got my seat. I'm lit. Right. So when they come on, I don't even notice them. But finally, 
I overhear something because somebody's speaking really loudly and it's those two black women that are next to me. And one of them says, fuck, I guess I'll get up because these two niggas next to me oh. don't got no goddamn manners. Mm. You know what you should have said? Fuck, I guess I'll get up because my hip flexes hurt me and I gotta go all the way to Brooklyn. But these two black women wanna assume that I'm just rude. That's what you should have said. <laughs> Come with the same energy, my guy. That's some New York stuff right there. People just picking fights just to pick a fight. Like, I wanna pick a fight today. How am I gonna do this before the day's over? Her day was almost over and she still hadn't picked a fight. She's like, I'm gonna do it now. Go ahead, sorry. So, <laughs> just... so she goes off further. Like, and and I can hear her now that's because she's that's just that's speaking loud. She's speaking louder than my music, which is you should have bopped your head. Crazy. You should have been like no, but I I was all in on my music anyway. I just kept playing my game. But you did hear her say that. Yeah, okay. and, and so now she's standing over me. Oh God! Oh, which is funny. Oh God. Because as she stands over me, she's looking at you. Huh? She's looking down on me, and she's saying to her friend, "And this nigga only care about his motherfucking game." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's true." And then this hip flexor, because the hip flexor is fucking screaming every time I stand up. So she's like, "I seriously just want to pop one of these niggas," which is even funnier. She had to hit her quota for the day. So, literally, th this is all I do. I look up and I just stare. Because I know you ain't got that energy when I'm staring at you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And you don't New have York that women. energy. These New York You women. don't have that energy. And, and, and this is my thing. I was not moving. I was not. not moving. I don't care. She walked out of there talking so crazy. So what did her friend say? Her friend was just like, girl, this is why I don't bother with New York niggas as it is. But you a New York nigga. Not you, but them. <laughs> <laughs> they fall into that category. So, weren't they from New York? You could tell. Yeah, okay. Then who do they bother like Pelly, with? Pelly Pelly Who do they bother with then? Pelly Pelly Coat. Oh, wait, talk <laughs> about. Wait, wait, talk about. Wait, they have Pelly Pelly Coats? Which they got from their New York nigga that they don't be bothering with. If you're wearing Pele Pele or anything with studs or Averex. Yeah. And I'm talking about the, before Averex came to JCPenney. They, they had the, it was, I just remember Pele Pele with True Religion jeans. I'm sorry. And uh, I'm some sorry. J, but they had nice J's. Okay. Well, of course they would. They're from New York. Like, at least the shoe's going to be right. The outfit may be horrid. But them J's is hard. My thing is, if you were in a Pele Pele jacket, you don't have enough room to be talking about, I don't fuck with these New York niggas. <laughs> oh, girl, you're wearing a jacket that a New York nigga will wear. You probably got it from your New York nigga that you, like, what? I'm done. I'm so done. All right, my next my next story has something to do with what you had already, so you kind of stole my thunder, Poop but that's story fine. story number two. Right. I didn't steal your you, story because you, I you, had my story. You just didn't know that. Mine that was, was at story. 125th, though. Oh, shoot. So the same dude that was at let 135 me, had the run. Let huh? me tell you what happened. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm walking downstairs. This is just before I'm leaving for Spain. It's the day before I'm leaving for Spain. I'm walking downstairs um, to go down to the 6th train to go downtown. 
I get down there and this is one thing I know about New Yorkers and specifically New York teenagers. They do not get riled up about anything. Nothing really bothers them other than when they start snapping on their friends and they start cracking on each other. They're like, oh, that kind of shit. But they don't get riled up about anything. Nothing pushes or moves them. I see these three teenage guys and these two teenage girls who are off to the side of them, who don't know them, not talking to them. Nothing's happening. And these two girls just keep You're laughing. On the train? No, oh. we're on the platform. Oh, okay. Nothing's happening, but these two girls just keep laughing. And these dudes are like trying to show off to like get these girls' attention. You know, standard teenage shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then something happens. These three guys just start running. The girls go, oh, shit. They start running. Now, you know me. Oh, wait, where are they running to? If you're on a platform. They're running all the way towards the end of the platform. There was a rat. Or the poop thing that you're talking about. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I see you running, so I'm running, too. So you ran after them. I was running with them. Well, I'm like, I'm not about to be asking no questions. Did anyone else on the platform do the same thing as you guys? Yeah. And okay. so I, I and half half of the people running just didn't know why. <laughs> so I look I look back to see what we're actually running for. Good job. There is a homeless man who has on dirty jogging pants. I'm talking about the dirtiest jogging pants you could possibly have on. And his jogging pants are pulled down below his ass. And he is not taking a shit actually. He's pulling shit out of his ass and throwing it. <gasps> He is launching shit at people like shit ball. Yes, he's throwing shit ball torpedoes at people. Just oh my god, swinging them bitches. I'm like, yo, what? Oh my gosh. So people are screaming. People are running. Oh my gosh. So the I'm imagining this whole thing right now. No, this is what's crazy. This isn't even the crazy part yet. Cop comes down. It's like, yo, what's going on? He turns to the cop and is like, get the fuck out of my way. Throw shit at the cop. We like, oh. Did you hit the cop? What you think? Oh, my God. So we all like, oh, shit. You trying to die. What was the nationality of the cop? I'm just he was Hispanic. curious. He was Hispanic. Oh, my God. So he's dodging the shit. He's trying to. You oh know what I mean? Oh, my God. And all of us are like, oh, he I don't to want to call for backup. Tase his ass. Tase the hand that that's launching it. For real. So uh he the cop just goes darting back upstairs naturally because he's like, I'm not about to like be fecal that's matter gross. down. That's gross. Catch a disease from that. The guy is taking his hand. And putting it on the rails as he's going up the rails. Wait, the rails for what? On one twenty fifth at the six train area. Like if you go all the way down where the six and the four are, going up the stairs. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is okay. This is the four, five, six. Good. I thought it was the two, three. I'm about to flip out because I get off at that stop a lot. So not the four, five, six though. All all I kept saying is we need some bleach. Like, this is the nastiest oh thing gosh. I've ever seen and in my entire life. Everyone that didn't know that this happened is going to touch that. Yeah, my dumb ass is about to run up the stairs to on the other, because there's, there's another set of stairs. I was about to go run up the stairs. I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to go back downstairs and get on this goddamn train. Right. It's the safest so place to be. So I end up getting on the train. 
But that was my story. Oh my gosh, that's ten times worse than the pile of shit that I told you about. Ugh. Ugh. That's why I don't hold on to the pole with my bare hands. Cause oh, I just yeah, I don't fuck with that shit. Cause either. sometimes I'll see the people that have held on to it, and I'm like, oh gosh. And that's why I don't understand how people let their kids hold on to the pole, like babies and strollers, Bam. and they hold. They I say their, that shit all the how time. How do you let your baby hold on to this? Nasty, disease-infested subway pole, and the baby puts their hand in their mouth, it and you wonder sense. how your baby got it's sick. Too, it's too many germs. Wow. It's too many germs. See, I didn't steal your story. Your story just definitely went up mine. That's, and I'm glad it was your story and not mine because that's insane. Well, I wish it wouldn't happen in real life. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't see the person actually actively take the this number two, but that's, that's he kept. Oh my gosh! I wonder if that was the same person. I don't know. It's no, the nasty, because the it's other the person is shit. The, pun intended. Yes. The other person neatly left his pile of shit. Like no, it, it wasn't no neat. It was a nice fruit by the foot spiral. Nigga, but how much shit can you pull out of your ass? I'm how confused. much can you have in a spiral at the point where your your poop is making a complete circle and another circle in inside of it and another circle inside of it? You know what? He eating right. Straight up fruit, fruit by the foot. <laughs> like what? Well, um, okay. What's okay. your next story? So my next story is last uh, Saturday, me and my girl Kathy. Shout out to Kathy. We went to the '90s Block Party, Word. which was uh, a great R&B lineup of Next, Monica, uh, Genuine, One Twelve, Jagged Edge. And Guy with Teddy Riley because Teddy Riley did his own thing without them, um, and it was really really good. It was interesting wow. because um, first of all they started on time, <laughs> okay. And this goes back to my black card revoke. So because they started on time and I did not get there on time, I missed next, who was the first act, and I really really wanted to see them because I had never never seen them live and I love them especially RL. So anyway, I've... Why the fuck you lying? Anyway. Why you always lying? <gasps> Ooh, oh my God. Stop fucking lying. Anyway. Um, so then Monica was next. She was great per the usual. The thing that I hate about these hybrid type of concerts is that each act performs like, I don't know, like blips of their songs. So they don't finish the song. Yeah. So they pull a Funk Master Flex. Uh, better because it's like the next song you actually want to listen to. Okay, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Shots oh. fired at Flick. Shots I, fired. I hate the way he did. Man, we hate together. Um. So, so Monica was next. She was good. The guy who was hosting the show was some comedian I've never heard of. He would have been perfect for Comic View in '95. So it, it it was really good. He reminded me of Bruce Bruce a little bit if you remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, he was like going in on the audience, like it, like it was crazy. I was so glad I didn't sit up in the front because I didn't want him to say Jack Dilly Squad about me. But um, anyways, the next act was Genuine. Genuine, I know. Yeah, if y'all listen to the show, y'all already know how I feel about my man. Um, I have never seen Genuine live until last Saturday, so I was really amped for him when he came out. He was performing, and he was performing hard, but it was something about his facial expressions that had me feeling a little uneasy, like he was just on something. And it kind of reminded me of that time when he was with TGT on that morning show. Do you remember that? 
No. You didn't see that. Okay. For anyone who knows R&B, y'all remember the group that he was in with Tank, Genuine, Tyrese, when Tyrese was a little bit sane. And there was this morning show that they were on called The Couch or something like that. And Tank was in the back playing the piano and Genuine and Tyrese were in the front singing their song. And Genuine was making like a million faces per second. Like crazy faces while he was singing. And he was hitting the notes. He was coming in on time. But it, he looked wired. Like he was just on something. Like almost crackheadish without scratching. And so everybody was roasting Genuine when they saw this clip. Because it's like, yo, what happened to him? And he came out saying like, man, it was 6 o'clock in the morning. Of course I didn't pop any pills like anyone's saying. Like I really just took an energy drink. I probably should have used some contact solution or some dry eye solution because my eyes are dry and he was using that as like his reasoning behind why he was looking the way he does and if you guys ever see this video it's like bro what is wrong with you and so he was looking like that during the concert and it just had me concerned i'm like yo they must all do drugs and so i was yeah, a little probably. disappointed my thing is don't do drugs, of course, but if you're going to do them, I don't want to know. Like, I don't want to have any inkling of knowing that this is how you survive on stage. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, okay, so he came out. He did his bit. I mean, he was good. He was just a little bit weird. Um, <laughs> then uh, Jagged Edge and 112 comes out. And I had I had seen 112 like maybe three times in my life, and they're like, honestly, I know we're gonna get to that podcast episode about. Uh, I don't believe that. But okay, okay well, we're gonna get to that podcast episode about our best, favorite, most VG loved R and B groups. VG. And just know that 112 is in my top five. I won't tell oh, you God. where. Um, but 112 and Jagged Edge now do this thing where they perform each other's songs. And so while while 112 was performing Jagged Edge's songs, Jagged Edge is like doing like background dancing, like choreography, like smooth, slick choreography too, and then vice versa, and they'll they'll interchange and everything like that. But then they'll go and they'll sing their own songs, and then Jagged Edge will be off stage, and then Jagged Edge will come out and sing their own songs, and 112 will be off stage, and then they'll come together again. It's right. a really cool setup, honestly, because you, it's like you never see guy groups do this. Now, mind you, the last time I saw Jagged Edge live was about six years ago at Paradise Theater in the Bronx for some special, like, Valentine's Day concert with Silk and, like, Mario Winans, Car Carl Thomas. And they were drunk. Like, I remember specifically them being drunk, not finishing their songs, forgetting the words to their songs, almost on a Lauryn Hill tip, but on time. And they were yelling at people in the audience, like picking fights with people in the audience because they were drunk and they were all over the place. So to see them perform and they were on point, they had the choreography. And I think them performing with 112 kind of made them step their game up because 112 never misses a beat. Every time I've ever seen them, they've only gotten better with time. Deron was doing spins. Slim was, oh, oh, like everything was just, just like you would imagine it to be. So this time around, they were actually on point. So I was like, okay, well, that made up for Genuine, at least, because I was scared when they were going to come out because of my last memory of them. Right. So then last comes out uh, Teddy Riley and Guy. And so, you know, I mean, Aaron Hall is the main singer in Guy. Yeah, he's a pimp. He's a mother-effing pimp, right? Literal pimp. Like, y'all need to go Google videos of him. Wow. Okay, I believe it. But, um... <sighs> He comes out, and I forgot what song he was singing, and I'm like, I'm 
honestly like a secret guy fan. Like I love New Jack Swing anything. Um, and I forgot what song they're singing, but it's horrible. Like horrible to the point where people are booing him and leaving. And at that point, a lot of people had came to see them because this is like an older audience. Like all the young heads were like people in my age range and we came to see like genuine. Oh, I mean, I came to see everybody, but like Guy was definitely for the people that were like older than everyone. And that's yeah, the majority of the audience. Guy. I love Guy. Um, so, you know, I knew all the songs and everything like that, but he was like, uh, uh, he, was uh, he sounded like Kermit the Frog on crack. Right. And so people were booing him. It was like a straight up Apollo scene. And so in the middle of the song, he runs off the stage. And everyone's like, um, what? And then the song stops. And we're like, oh, shoot. He's really, like, quitting the show. Like, they just came out. This is their second song. Right. This can't be it. So then everyone's booing again because they think that it's over. Right. He comes out again. They start a brand new song. They didn't even finish that song. And I think they started singing I Like. Um, and now he has the Teddy Riley auto-tune. Okay. And, you know, Teddy Riley is like the godfather of auto-tune. And everything's fine. But it was just like, I don't know. I heard people behind me talking. They're older than me, these older guys. And they're just talking about like, yeah, man, he ain't got it like he used to, this and this and that. His brother, on the other hand, Dion, the third member, he was on point. He was in shape. He was running around on stage. And at some point, Aaron Hall got in the mic in between songs and he was just like, you know what, guys, um, I'm not I, the reason why I don't move the, around the way as everyone else does is because I'm 53 years old and I just had a surgery on my leg, blah, 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 blah. But everybody was like, but what happened to your voice, bruh? And it was just kind of weird. It was just, I don't know. It was, it was interesting to me. But anyways, I say all this to say I'm not one to like slide in people's DMs, but Deron from 112 is my favorite member. And uh, I actually slid in his DMs, not on a I'm trying to get what you type tip, but just to tell him like how much I appreciated him. Because like I said, every time I've ever seen him perform from the time I was in college till now, they've always been on point. And so I let him know that. And he actually responded. And I was like, wow, see, this is why I love you. This is why you're in my top five, top five, top five. All right. And that's the end of that. So here's my last story. Of the sesh, and then I know we'll get to yours. Um, and like I said, I wanted to go back to Spain. I wanted to to give you guys one more inside look at what Spain was like for me. I went to my first wine tour while on Spain. Um, well, as you guys know, if some of you guys know me, some of you might not. I don't drink. I don't drink I alcohol. I that. never drink. I've never drank alcohol a day in my life. So. Um, me going on a wine tour is basically a conflict of interest. Yeah, right? it, 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 it's contradictory to my whole entire lifestyle. But whatever, I'm there. I would have done something else. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Doesn't matter. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, so uh, I go on the wine tour. It's an experience. I had never had this experience before, so I'm grateful for the, at least the experience to see how these things go. But you're like on the outside looking in because you can't really experience it like a person. Well, it's not much drinks. to experience because because you're not drinking. Well, well, let me explain. There's not much to experience when you're literally the most you're actually getting out of that experience specifically would have been a bottle of wine because you're tasting four glasses of wine okay. and that equals a bottle. Mm -hmm. That's not. 
that's not very much of anything, to be blatantly honest. Okay. Like, when I thought of a wine tour, I'm thinking, like, you throwing back so much shit that you just fucked up at the end of it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that at all. And I think because of the one that we were on, it wasn't as detailed as one of those would be. But that's not the story that I'm planning on telling about that. The story that I'm planning on telling about that is the story of being on a wine tour with young, early 20s, pretentious white kids that are all from the East Coast. All my fucking like, damn, God. I left the East Coast so I wouldn't have to be around people like you. So what they did, what I feel like they did, they put all the Americans on one. Aww. They put all of the, the Chinese people on what? another one. They put like that's how Segregation they did Segregation one on one, okay. And so separate but it's like, okay, we know you guys will be comfortable with each other. We know you guys will be comfortable with <laughs> each other. That's an assumption. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And oh God. You would have been more so comfortable with the Chinese people, I'm sure, right? Hello? So okay. <laughs> the group that I'm with, everybody's pretty much thirty and above, right? The the those kids, like I was saying, are like 21, 22, maybe twenty three. I'm twenty three as a stretch. They're basically twenty one and twenty two. All of them are still in college, and all of them have stories about how their father is paying for somebody or they know somebody. So on the way there on the bus, we're hearing stories that are just making me cringe. Mm-hmm. All throughout the trip, we're hearing things that. It's just making me... It's stuff that I... Are they I, talking to you or you're just No, they're just hearing. talking amongst one another oh, okay. loud enough so you hear this stuff and you're like, yo, I thought I left this shit and I never had to hear and any of this stuff. They still followed you. Oh, my God. So, one of the things that is said is, oh, yeah, I know he's he'll be fine. Talking about one of the guys that are on the trip. Like, I don't know him personally, but I know his father is connected to the mayor, to, to one of the, the people that uh, runs the Dominican Republic. I know his father is connected to somebody that runs Puerto Rico or something of that nature. And I just look and I'm like, well, where are we at right now? Like, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. So the they're trying to just basically have as good a time as they can. And they, they I think they assumed they were going to be getting fucked up too. And they didn't get fucked up. Something happens on the way back that just, I mean, it is, it signified how the entire ride for me went. I was so disappointed. There are seven of these white girls that are together. Most of them blonde, two of them brunette, right? So I am sitting there listening to them talk. They're talking about everything from, we're not going to let Jenna or whoever this girl's name is. She's like, we're not going to let Jenna dictate our trip. Like, if she wants to come, she can come. But we're doing what we're going to do. And that's how it's going to go. I'm looking like. This is how people get abducted. I'm like, okay. <laughs> let your friend go off by herself. Okay. Good looks. <laughs> like, like, we planned our trip. So if she comes, she comes. Whatever. So all of a sudden, the conversation transitions from that to, I got us. I got us a table at Margaritas. So there's some place called Margaritas, and they're happy that, that they're going to get lit. touristy. In Spain. Right. We're right. going to Margaritas. That's like the TGI Fridays of Spain. 
That is like the Margaritaville of Spain. That's what I assume it is. But they're like t- early 20 something. Yeah, they're just trying to get better. fucked up. Right. They're happy though. They're like, oh man, can't wait to go do this and get fucked up. She's like, girl, you got a table. You got some table. So then it goes from there to the next one saying, and then this is what did it. I just, I literally was just like, because I had my hands on my head. I was like, I can't listen to this. One of the girls says, Mary, guess what? Guess what? Tonight, you know we're going to this club, right? The promoter just told me, guess, just guess fucking who is on his guest list that he's bringing to the VIP area. She's like, I don't know. Tell me. Just tell me. Just tell me. Don't have me guess. And all the girls are like, don't have her guess. Tell her what's going on. (laughs) Oh, my God. So then she goes. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be. Oh my gosh, there. I would have been flipping out too. So she's like, I would have been like, what, Mary? Oh what did you say, girl? She, I'm going to Margarita's with you. I'm gonna take that slot that your friend don't got because she's on her own trip. And let me see. <laughs> I am. Mm. I am floored. I am floored because her next sentence is, "Oh my God, I gotta go buy a new dress." <laughs> I mean. I gotta go. I, uh, I mean, no, no, it's no. Odell Beckham, though. <laughs> I mean, it's you think Odell he gives Beckham. a fuck about your new dress? Oh, because it's a girl. You think he gives a fuck about your new dress? Because oh, he may be gay. No. Oh. You think he gives a fuck about your new dress? It's not about if he gives anything. It's about the fact that you know what you brought on this trip, and maybe what you brought to wear on this trip was not seeing Odell Beckham. No, worthy. what you need to be worried about is birth control. That's what you need to be worried about. Because uh, I know what you're you trying to get You think if a girl's tr- having, trying to have sex with Odell Beckham Jr., they're worried about not having a baby? <laughs> Hello? Okay. <laughs> so, so here's where we go. They are hype. And when I say hype... I, I low-key would have been too. This is how I knew is. they were hype to another level. One of the girls says, and I quote, Oh, I'm shooting my shot tonight. I am Steph Curry. I was like... Oh, my God. Use a basketball reference when talking about a football player. Can we not combine the sports? I'm like, Mary, Jenna, Joe. No, (laughs) they are so giddy. They're like, oh, we're gonna get them. Wait, so basically, they're all in agreement that they were gonna do like a whole group sex orgy type of thing. No, not through the group. It's like we're gonna shoot our shot. Like we're all gonna shoot our shots. Whoever Whoever he wants is who he wants. But what if he wants us all (laughs) down for the cause? Right. And Odell is in Europe. He is in Spain. I but saw he had just came from I his mouth. him. He and went then, to the football game. And, and then <laughs> later on that night, he is captured on video with a white girl. Was it one of the girls on the bus? I don't know. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. It was that. the girl with the dress. But that was the end of my you. story. Damn. Anyway, Avia, finish it up. Finish this up. I would have gone to that club. Catch me a little. Odell's a little tenderoni that I, I could rock with for a little bit. Like, I wouldn't take him seriously, of course, but. I put him on my to-do list, what you know? Like, what is he, like 24? Yes. He's, yeah. he's way too young for me. That's right. That's why he's on the to-do list. Um, <laughs> like right under cleaning my apartment. Um, so my story, which is could be related to Odell Beckham Jr., is um, I have made a big decision in my life uh, in regards to dating. Mm-hmm. And this all came about a month ago. And I got to this point where I was just tired of people. And no, I'm not becoming a lesbian. So 
no, because people. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Martina, Martina it, tell you maybe somebody touches usually, you one time. Right? Usually, I'm gonna touch me not. Um, you know, usually when people hear something like this, like, oh my gosh, you're being on me. No, I'm not. Um, I there was a, a weekend where I parlayed with some individuals, and after that weekend, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I'm just over it. And I got off of the two dating apps that I was on. I was on Bumble and I was on Tinder. And does parlay mean you simply went on a date and you didn't like it? No, no, no. I mean, hanging out, entertaining, you know. You just didn't. You spending did time not like, with. You didn't like it, though. Period. No, it wasn't that I didn't like it. It was just that I came to some realizations after that weekend that made me feel like, all right, I need to change some things in my life. Because... It was like insanity. The whole definition of doing, yeah. you know, doing, doing the, the same, same thing, thing over and over, and over expecting just different yeah. results. And I feel like, in a way, when it comes to my dating life, that's what I've been doing. And that's why I feel like, okay, nothing's coming to fruition the way that I want it to. And so, um, and in regards to the whole CP time thing, I, as I'm getting older, I'm very conscious. Put- Conscious in particular and very protective of my time now. <laughs> reclaiming my time. Oh, I'm reclaiming all the time that I have left because I don't know how long I have. So it's like I need to focus on the things that, first of all, make me happy. The things Absolutely. that are going to serve me better in the future. <laughs> serve it. Um, And sometimes a person is just not that, depending on who that person is. Fair. So that weekend that I came to this conclusion... I got off the two apps that I was on. I was on Bumble, and I had just gotten on Bumble for the first time just to see what it was about because my coworkers were just talking about it. And I was just not feeling it like that. So I'm on co- Coffee Meets Waffle. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I am. All right. Anyway, so. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Because that's not an actual site. Yes, it is. No, it's Coffee Meets Bagel. Oh, And if you were actually <laughs> on it, you would probably know that. Because you're not. You made up some fake ass. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good job. Let me redo. Okay, Good job. Well, well, if I didn't correct you, somebody else would have. They would have been like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" <laughs> you would have been better off saying black people meet or, or plenty of fish. I'm sorry. I you tried it. You really did try it. Coffee meets waffle. Like, what? So this is a website where dark skin guys meet light skin girls. Like what? What is that? What is coffee meets waffle? What? They should create that. I should create that. Oh my gosh, I should create that. Can we just edit that out? No, we're not editing that out. No, we're telling our stories. You said we're going to tell our story the way that we would if we're talking to each other. And this is what you would say. Trying to get me talking about coffee meets waffle. I'm on on orange juice meets omelette. Like, okay, bruh. And you really gave me a serious face like, oh, why don't you think I am? Show me the app. Show me the app. <laughs> you, know, you know I'm not. Oh, it's coffee meets bagel. That's my bad. Yo, you really Stupid. tried it. You really tried it. I'm on coffee meets waffle. <laughs> when keeping it fake goes wrong. Oh, shut up. Yo. <laughs> but for real though, I should create a, a app called Coffee Meets Waffle. And it's where okay, it's where dark skinned guys can meet light skinned women get like back, myself. Get back to All right, story. so we're gonna we're gonna I'm we're gonna so table that for now. Myself. Y'all don't take my idea. I'm about to patent that shit. 
All right. Oh, um. I wow. He really up. said, "Yeah, you fuck it up, fuck it up." <laughs> um. <laughs> so, um. So, anyways, like I was saying, I was on Bumble for a month, less than a month, probably I don't know, two weeks, two and a half weeks. I got off of that, and when I say got off, I don't mean I delete the app. Like I, I deactivated all the things. Like there's right. no profile for me. I, there's no way I can get back on the same way. And then Tinder. Tinder was kind of like a crutch for me. It was like this app that I had on my phone for a good three years, honestly. And when I say I had it on my phone, I wasn't actively using it every single day, every month, or anything like that. It was just kind of like one of those things where I would swipe here and there, converge, meet people. But it was really on my own time type of thing. And I deactivated that. The thing about Tinder is that it will ask you the same question in different ways just to make sure that you want to get off. Are you sure you want to deactivate? Are you sure you don't want to put your account on hold? Which means that you could just come back at any time and everything's the exact same way it was before. Are you sure you don't want to do this? Are you sure you don't want to do that? And I'm just like, wow, they're really trying to get me. Yeah, and I'm that's like, all the apps do. Right. No, but it was just, it was extensive. Facebook does the same thing. It was very extensive. And so I had never, like, gotten off of something. Like, I've never deactivated a Facebook. I've never deactivated anything, really. So this was new to me. So then I got off of it. I deactivated it. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Because, I mean, honestly, I live in New York City. I can meet somebody on the train. I can meet somebody walking down the street. I can meet somebody just in the most, in the elevator in my building. Like, it's not that hard. Um, Fair. So... I, the, the big decision, this all comes down to my big decision. The big decision wasn't to get off the apps. The big decision was to have a dating detox. And when I say dating detox, that means I am currently not talking to anyone. I am not currently going on dates. I am not engaging in a way where it's going to become something bigger. Like I am strictly me right now. Fair. And my plan is to have this dating detox until June, which is a long time for me, a very long time for me. Okay. Because I'm always doing something. I'm going to hold you to this. I'm trying to hold myself to it as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's going well for me. <laughs> it's been a month since I've been on Coffee Meets Waffle. and for, I, I've, met, I've met no shut coffees. Up. I've met no waffles. I've had a leg on my ego. I said waffle because we were talking about waffles earlier. Hey, smoothie meets toaster strudel. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, because we were talking about waffles earlier, that's why I was like, yo, if I had a coffee meets waffle, it's like the whole dark skin, light skin thing. Like, that would be lit. Idiot. It was an idiot move. Like, I was, I was like, yeah, I'm on that. No, and I've never I know. And I, I, thought you, I thought you were obviously joking. That's why I was like, okay, okay. And then you were so serious. And I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. I was looking like that meme. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really, really like. I don't really, I don't really like. like. And then you're like, yes, I am. <laughs> I, I really thought I could like go, yeah, I'm on these apps too. And then I didn't Yeah, work. research. That always It was helps. because we were talking about waffles. No, that wasn't it. It's because you're not on the app. I know. Because it wouldn't if you know, were actually if you, if you actually knew the app was not called that, it would have sounded weird as it came out your mouth. Pause. It would have it, it would have it sounded weird to you like coffee meets waffle, and then you would have been like, something ain't right about what I just said. Maybe I shouldn't rock with it the, as, as hard as I'm rocking for it. Like 
You tried it. It's cute. It was cute. I hate obvious it was cute. So much. All right. I hate obvious so much. Strudel. Okay. We got it. We We're got done. it. We're going we to start this app pronto. I don't have to be on the app. So back to her story. So it sounds like until June, dun, we won't. Dun, 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 we supposedly dun, dun, will not dun, dun, hear dun, dun, dun. any additional Avia dating stories. Yeah, basically happening. I, I do not believe this. But okay, we first of all, I, I have stories. We will keep two. Wait, wait, I have stories. No, I'm talking about new stories that'll come in in the next. We'll keep to this. I don't even tell all my new stories anyway. So this is gonna be good. This is going to be good. My next story was going to be about in, in, in the dating regards if we had more time. But, you know, that's just what it is. But now, I mean, there's no point because I'm on this detox. It's like Lent for dating, you know? Well. It's a dating diet. This, it's a lifestyle. This has been the catch-up episode. I've enjoyed every second of this. We appreciate you guys joining us for episode 23. Send, and a, just send like some that, waffles my way. The music is playing. I want some toaster strudels. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Omelet. iTunes. Pancakes. Twitter. Scramble eggs. Instagram. Oh, that's an omelet. And Facebook. Blueberry Banana Smoothie. At Goodnight Harlem. Holla at us. Peace. Adios. Good night.